Cool guys only, you know. Ugo, Ugo Boss, man. Ugo Boss, man. I'm not saying I'm a fan of the character, I just think it's a great performance. <laughs> I don't agree with it, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, not rooting for the guy. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Hacksaw Podcast. Another, I guess, two in a row special episode of the Hacksaw Podcast. I am Everett. And I'm Jordan. And we are going to be looking at 2021 and all the great, bountiful, big old, the big old hairy sack of movies that's about to be dumped out for everybody on streaming. Yeah, that's part of it. We're kind of open thing, opening things up a little bit with this episode because it's not really about a particular individual, right? How we've been kind of focusing, or a movie or a piece right. of work. But it is, it goes right along with uh, something we've been talking about before, which was directors who, for example, in the last few episodes, Christopher Nolan and Sam Mendes, who really rely on the studio or i guess sorry the movie experience the theater experience to enhance their films are not going to be really getting that anymore we're going to be talking a lot about uh, about the institution of movie theaters right the whole theater going experience how it's really changed or is gonna change and how the pandemic is currently burning it down to the ground Mm mm-hmm accelerating it accelerating just just tossing more wood chips on the fire yeah because i think well i personally feel that this was something that was going to happen eventually anyway and the pan the pandemic just pantera the pantera just sped things along (laughs) yeah so um where would you like to start with this? So we just talk about the... Well, we made a list, Jordan. Oh, we sure we did. We made a fucking list. Yeah, things are getting serious here at the Hacksaw Podcast. Things are getting real fucking serious. We got a new lamp. We got... Uh, well, it's we, not new, but we just we, started using we it. We started... No, it, it's new now. <laughs> we got... It's, there's notes. There's there's printouts. There's, uh, there's all sorts of things happening. You know, it, it's almost like a real operation. We're getting there. It was pretty soon we're going to have a file cabinet. And mm-hmm. and once that's done, you're you're like a corporation at that point, right? Pretty much. You're, you just you're, gotta go down to the bank and file for an LLC, right? And start the hacksaw network where you can get like six other shows going and start that whole grift. Yeah, right. Just just keep pumping them out. It's definitely not too late to do that <laughs> for podcasters. It's definitely not too late to jump on the bandwagon. It's not like there was a handful of individuals who just really saw that opportunity about 10 years ago and just yeah. scooped up as much of that podcasting, podcasting now real estate is, as they it, could. It's kind of like like in 2021 deciding to get into Bitcoin. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but anyways, we have a list of... Uh, Pros and cons of pros and cons. Many cons. Many cons. Because I have some pros. I've alluded before my overall disdain of just going to the theaters anymore. When I was a child, it was much different. It was kind of like, you know, going to Disneyland as an adult versus going there when you're a kid. It's like, whoa, when you go there as an adult, it's all the heat. It's so much smaller than you, you remember it. Everything is just kind of dumbed down. You don't have that sort of whimsical 
wonderment that you had as a child. The theater experience has a similar effect in my view where now I go because, well, it depends on what's playing and if it's worth seeing it in theaters versus seeing it at home. Like for example, when I saw Godzilla last, last year, like I, there's no, I'm not going to watch this movie at home. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's stupid. It's a, it, it's going to suck. You, you got to If you want to go see big monster fight, boom, boom battle, you go see that in the theater. Cause you're going to get the huge screen. You're going to get the big, ear piercing destruction sound system that, that's why that's if you're gonna see a movie that's where you should see it that's a movie like that yeah i too have also become a lot more selective with the films i choose to see in theaters over the last several years or so i used to see a ton back when i was a kid especially and then as a teenager i still saw quite a bit but yeah as i've gotten older less and less of them appeal to me and i think a lot of that has to do with just the content coming out as well. Well, the content too is just getting more and more childish. Everything's a Disney movie. So it's, it's how many of those do you want to see? That's the demographic. I mean, and I honestly, whoa, whoa now, but I'm going to loop the whole Marvel universe into the whole childish thing too. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you are 42 and, and you seen every Avengers and you know, all the lore, that's fine. There, I was not saying there's anything wrong with that. Well, case in point, I actually went to Disneyland earlier this year. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, back when things were still open, of course. And going there as a gentleman in his early 30s, <laughs> as you said before, with his fucking really... top hat, your walking cane walking around Disneyland, like, oh, this is, oh, this is, this is a bit much. Oh, let's check out this Disneyland theme park. Oh, what a jolly time that would be. What a jolly time. Let's get a candied apple. (laughs) And uh, I realize each time I visit the park, the older I get, the less less there is for me. When you're a kid, you want to do every single ride. It goes without saying, yeah. When you become older, or my age at least, there's like, at least for me, there was like maybe like... uh, a handful of rides that I yeah. wanted to do. We also haven't had kids though, too. So oh, yeah. we don't have to get dragged to these things. I mean, you you think back to when you were a kid and you're if you if you ever went to Disneyland with your family as a child, which a lot of us did, you remember dad's stressed out sort of oh fuck, like just constantly calling the bank and checking the balance and just you know it's just <laughs> I saw a lot of those guys there. Yeah, it's just a, there's a lot of just like worried fathers that are just like, well, I I guess it's either I guess, you know, college can wait. We're doing Disneyland. <laughs> I just saw a lot of those guys just sitting on benches. Yeah, with their cargo shorts pulled up, just trying mm-hmm. just trying not to die of heat stroke. Just sort of disassociating by pretending to be on their phone. Right. <laughs> that sucks is that they didn't even back in the day Dads didn't even have phones to play on. They just had to stand there with their arms crossed mm-hmm. and just stare into oblivion. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but I was just going to say, uh, you know, Marvel properties have been incorporated now into the Disneyland theme park and certain rides have been repurposed to showcase different uh, Marvel characters or, or, uh, uh, titles such as guardians of the galaxy and guardians of the law look it's all under the same umbrella look if it's at disneyland it's for kids yeah 
absolutely. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Yeah. It has kind of all bled into the same demographic, and movies have done the same thing. They just sort of been tugging at people's nostalgia strings for long enough, and that's been their pathway to get an older demographic. It's like, yeah, well, this is a kid's movie, but you watched it when you were a kid, too. So mm-hmm. now you can go, you can take your kids to see it, and you can feel like you can feel like you are in a way like handing down something to your children, which I think is like weirdly fucked up because it's some corporation shitting down your throat and then you throwing it back up into your child's mouth. I've noticed that trend particularly with newer uh millennial parents. Yeah. Uh I have some friends who've had kids within the last year or two. And, yeah, they're just sharing about how, oh, my my boy has never seen Ghostbusters. He's never seen Star Wars. He's never seen whatever. And I'm so excited to show it to him and make him love it. (laughs) You will love Star Wars. So, I mean, whatever. If the kid likes it, that's great. Sure. Yeah, no. At the same time, what if your kid doesn't like Star Wars? But if your kid likes something else instead, and sometimes I think, well, if I ever have children, I'm not going to have them. En- well, I'm not going to have them enjoy anything. Right. No, that's what you do. Just you, do you, chores. Yeah. You take away all you got to go back to the olden days where you have like nine or ten of them little fuckers. Look, whatever you happen to enjoy, use them as labor with this uh, meager upbringing I'm giving to you. Right. That's up to you. Absolutely. You got to make your own way. Yeah. You know? And there's 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 a wheat to be scythed. There's 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 the fields to be tended to. You right. Know? I'm not going to be interested in anything my kid is watching. Right. Why should I have him or her be interested in what I'm watching? So you're, so you're saying that as soon as that baby pops out, you guys are like roommates. Mm-hmm. Not so. <laughs> We're like business associates. Business associates. Yeah. We're like uh, Daniel Plainview and his son. Right. H W. I'm a family man. <laughs> this is my, my son. H W. <laughs> Something like that. I right? fantasize about. Uh, I could see you in a little mini Jordan, like roaming the countryside, like searching for like the next way to get rich, like just mm-hmm. just plodding around. Yeah, that'd, that'd be awesome. I would love that. I would love that for you. <laughs> so when we're talking about the theater experience, uh, one real big thing that we want to bring up is about how, especially over this last year, pretty much all content has been shifting over to streaming. It's been kind of doing that for a little while now. Like, I think even longer than that. Ever since Netflix pretty much stopped doing the majority mailing you movies, Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, that was like all they did when they first started was just, you know, you picked out what you wanted. I remember at that time I was also doing that GameFly thing too. That was pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Where you get like your PlayStation Two games in the mail. Mm-hmm. But um, Netflix, as soon as they switched over from doing that to just doing streaming, that's kind of when things started to shift in that direction, pretty hard. It didn't take long for Netflix to just kind of catch fire and everybody to have it. I find it to be kind of a natural progression with the way things have been going because feels like it, yeah. I'm sure you've noticed, too, over the last 10 years, uh, ever since Netflix really started becoming a, a popular platform, there's been so much content coming out, so many TV shows, so many movies, mm-hmm. documentaries, whatever, YouTube videos, that it's 
pretty much impossible for anyone to really keep up with all of it. Well, it's, I think yes and no to that because okay. because I think that it is true that there is all this. It, it seems like there's all this content out there, but what it's really doing is it's operating on what I think is this is just a personal theory of mine. I could be completely wrong, but I think it's operating on a niche economy mm-hmm. where there's so much different stuff out there that. And each one of these things, usually, especially these Netflix movies and these smaller projects, these lower budgeted projects, uh, they don't need to make a lot of money to be profitable. They're not like one of these huge $300 million Star Wars movies, you know, that they're pumping out all the time. That's true. Yeah. They only need, like, each thing only kind of needs its own little niche audience in order to be successful enough to either make more of it or to just be profitable. I mean... You can look at podcasting the same way. I mean, or or any sort of Twitch streamer or any anybody like that that creates content at all. They really just need that small niche audience to keep going. And, you know, it's great if you get a wide audience, like you become like a fucking PewDiePie or something like that, or you become one of the huge YouTubers or something, and you have millions of millions and millions of subscribers. That's that's one tier, but the rest, the majority of them operate along the lines of having that niche market that they're just going to shotgun splatter you with a whole bunch of different content until something sticks. You know what I mean? Yeah, for they're sure. They're keep throwing, like Netflix, all that, they just keep throwing stuff at you until you something comes up that you like. And then eventually the algorithm figures you out by like what you pick. And then, boom, you have your stream of stuff that now comes at you all the time that's kind of tailored towards you. Yeah, and that made me think that with all the streaming services going on, how they make their money isn't on ticket sales, it's on subscriptions. Right. So if you're paying $20, $15 a month for whichever service, they're getting that money month to month to month. And a lot of people just keep that going, even if they don't really watch much on the service. Streaming is more profitable than theaters. Yeah, absolutely. It is more profitable. It has to be, because how many movies... I think about... I'm somebody who watches a lot of movies, and I, I consume a lot of this content. And so if I take myself as a data point, I probably see two or three movies in the theater a year. Maybe. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we... There, well, for one thing, even when even when before the pandemic, there really wasn't that much out worth seeing. So you don't go to the theaters all the time. Like, who the fuck buys that regal see seven movies a week membership card that's so fucking ret- <laughs> retarded like how many times are you gonna watch a b movie <laughs> you know what i mean like how many times are you gonna watch fucking bolt like i don't, I don't know what's out but <laughs> but uh movies from 2008 you yeah. both mentioned there well you know i i don't know but sure. uh but but uh streaming is like well the price of a movie ticket for one movie ticket is kind of equal to one month of streaming mm-hmm. give or give or take Pretty I'd much. Say, I'd say it's about equal in most cases. Most of them are $20 and under from what yeah, I've Yeah, and a ticket, it's, uh, well, I, for example, Netflix, I think is like 15 bucks a month. It might be going up. I could be wrong. I it's heard, up to about 20 now. I heard it went up in price. Go figure. They're yeah. going to start slowly creeping that up to just enough to where you don't notice it, and then boom, you're paying 50 bucks a month. You're paying just as much as you were for cable before. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, it's about the same price as seeing one movie a month. So what would you rather have? Yeah, would you rather have access to everything or at least thousands of titles? 
Or would you rather go, eh, well, I'll wait till a movie looks interesting and then I'll go see that and I'll drive to the theater and then I'll just yeah, you experience see, it that way. You, you can see everything you could possibly want during the month or you get to go see Christian Bale for like two hours once a month. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's you get Matthew McConaughey for two and a half hours once a month. It's not really good. It's not really a comparison, but I think with that model with streaming, it's going to start sucking it up. So it's going to start vacuuming up everything around it to the point where theaters are kind of just going to be obsolete. And they're just going to be these things where you have films coming out and you can just watch them online, but at like a premium price Mm -hmm. when they first come out, it's kind of like a video game. When it first comes out, it's a ridiculous price. And then you wait two weeks and it's half off. Yeah. You know, it's going to be something like that. When I think about, you know, how little I actually go see movies in theaters anymore, not just this year, but, you know, recent years, I, I just think about it's it's not so much that uh, there's not a lot of movies I want to see. It's also that the movies I do really want to see aren't playing at theater, uh, aren't playing at theaters that are convenient to go to. Right. Because you're not going to see your weird art house Japanese films at at amc probably jordan no probably not i might not probably could have saw parasite there or something but that's like a once in a that's like a it would yeah very it would be showing like seldom. one night at like central cinema yeah you know what i mean which is like a which is a small mom pop movie theater it's like oh there's this new movie by whoever coming out from whatever country like oh looks cool where is it playing at oh it's playing at this little theater over around Capitol Hill, and then there's no parking around there yeah, ever. In the middle of downtown Seattle. There's just... only one showtime, and it's like at, you know, 8.50 p.m. And I'm just, I'm just like, whatever, man. I'll just wait for it to come out yeah. on streaming. Do what we all do and pirate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so watch that Watch that shitty Chinese cam rip. Right, yeah. You know, watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I take guy. my pirate ship out into the uncharted waters. The uncharted waters of Tor. Yeah. The theater experience tends to, in my view, actually hinder the quality of the film. It's like with Christopher Nolan and Mendez, and they, they care more about the experience than making a good film, and I think that it's actually doing film an injustice. So my official stance is burn it all to the ground. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Jordan's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm coming around a little bit more to your perspective. Not that I really disagree with you so much. I think that we're both. I think it's just these are two just two different perspectives. They're not right or wrong. I don't think. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Well, I should say one of the pros of streaming is that yeah we get to watch a lot of these brand new movies just at our convenience. Pro convenience. Yeah, pro convenience of just paying a monthly subscription to whichever service things are As on. As of and- now, it's better than cable. So, you know, who knows what the price is going to be eventually. I personally think it's going to get up there. But right now, I'd say, yeah, for the convenience sake, that's that's definitely worth it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, a con for sure with the theaters shutting down and just not reopening, at least for a while, is that... Yeah, there's definitely some economic consequences to yeah, it. Yeah, people are gonna lose jobs, but you know, at least it's not like uh, like a ho- like you know like a hospital going out of business. 
Sure, but there's still thousands of people who work at movie theaters. Yeah. I, I used to work at a movie theater myself for a couple of years. Yeah, back it in my sucks. It's like all early entire, 20s. entire job market that just gets eliminated. I wasn't Which, fond of that job, but it's a decent job, especially if you're a younger person and you just... And if you're a big movie fan, it's one of the better places you can work if you're going to work in the service industry. Oh, yeah, I would agree. It's better than being like a like a busboy or something like that. Yeah, for sure. So I know some people still who work at movie theaters. I'm friends with a guy who bartended over at Cinnabar, and he hasn't been able to work there for at least nine months now. Oh, yeah, that sucks. So he's just kind of like, hey, what are you up to, man? He's just like, nothing. Just, <laughs> I mean, he's getting unemployment, so he's getting by okay, but... Yeah. But yeah, that's that's one thing about that. Yeah, any time, any yeah, th- this it, it does suck. Like any time, it's never a good thing when an entire job market just gets crushed. And you know, yeah, there's parts you know along you know not just the theaters, but I mean, there's several different types of businesses that are getting crushed right now. Um, and it sucks for every. It sucks for those people. It sucks for anything. You're not going to deny that at all. Yeah, I guess you could say a pro to counter that too is well. Since the pandemic is not over at all and isn't going to be over for the foreseeable future, it does give an incentive for more Americans to stay home. So they'll prevent further exposure and the spread of the virus. People aren't going to be gathering in theaters and all. People have been pretty good about it because the theaters did open up for like a little bit Mm -hmm. when we went and saw Tenet. And I also I saw two movies while the uh, while they reopened for a moment, and they mm-hmm. were all like everybody was masked up. It was it was full on precautions and everything. But there was only like two, three other people than me and the person that I went with. Maybe like five people in the in a whole giant theater total. So people were pretty good about it. I don't know. About other parts of the country, but up here, nobody was really trying to go to see a movie right now. There's also just nothing out, so that was another thing too. There's like nothing worth seeing. Yeah. So even when we saw <laughs> Tenet, which was the big movie, right? Yeah. That would that, if that's the big movie. Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> saw maybe four, six other people in there. Yeah. All they're all spaced out and stuff. So it like wasn't worried at all about it, and yeah. I don't think even opening up was probably worth it for them. Yeah, it's it's really unlikely we're going to see packed theaters for some time. We also got to think about post-pandemic. Even if this gets all wrapped up and everybody gets a vaccine, just hypothetically, everybody gets a vaccine, which, you know, in reality is probably not going to happen. But yeah, because we're going to, well, from what I'm hearing, we're going to need Probably a different vaccine eventually too. Cause Maybe yeah, <laughs> might the virus is going to keep because uh, it's it's adapting gone, and because the virus is about to go Super Saiyan two and fucking uh, totally change and our puny energy attacks are going to be no match for it. <laughs> Gohan's releasing his energy. <laughs> Post pandemic, I feel like you're still going to have a lot of paranoia with people. Who are like, even with the vaccine and stuff like that, I don't think they're going to be jumping right. Like, oh, it's over. Let's all line up to go sit in a giant packed room together. I was just thinking the other day about how weird it's going to feel to see 
people just not wearing masks anymore in public places. I've it's gotten so conditioned be, to that. It's going to be, everybody's conditioned to like seeing somebody who's not wearing a mask and just being like, oh, look at that guy. Look at that girl. Who's Ugh. this vagrant over here? Who's this fucking bum? Like, <laughs> Jesus. Like, read a newspaper, you idiot. They usually are bums, too. <laughs> Actually, no, the ones I've seen have just been like old ladies, which I'm like, damn, you're like the one that's, that's, should have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, downtown, it's like everybody's masked up, except, like, some of the yeah, homeless people been wandering downtown around. since the pandemic started, so I don't... Oh, uh, don't. Yeah, <laughs> I keep imagining, like, the sit, like uh, Will, the I Am Legend city. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's all, like, the nature has taken over, like, parts of the city. It's like the last of us. <laughs> So yeah, with that going on, I guess another pro too is that with with movies being released more on streaming platforms or more for home release, it's more accessible to different people. For instance, if you're a non-English speaker or if you have like a disability of some kind. Yeah, if you just can't get out to the theater or if it's like, you know. If you can't drive to the theater, you like you're... I don't know. You you can't fucking drive. Yeah, I've never. Don't work. A movie has never come out that made me like want to take a bus to the theater. I've never <laughs> wanted to see something so bad in my life to where I would want to take the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, for one thing, I hate rushing to the movie theater. This is going to be kind of yeah. like a, another con, sort of, in relation to that, which is that. I feel like every time I go to see a movie, I have to really plan out my whole day around it. Yeah, it's kind of similar to with streaming as well, how you'd have to like watch TV at a certain time to catch the show you wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of annoying. It was it's fine when you're a kid, because like what the fuck? You got like what do you what do you what are you some kind of business kid? You got like a schedule? You got oh, I'm sorry, are you busy? Oh, my bad. It's like, no, you have time as a child to like just, oh, it's 730. It's time for fucking kablam. Yeah. Dude, um, Robotech comes on at four o'clock after that Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that is your schedule. That's like you as a that's like now you're an adult and you have a real schedule as your child. That That's what you had. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was your itinerary for the day. You scheduled all your time around the cartoons you wanted to watch. Exactly. But now uh, you can just watch that shit whenever you want. You're not, you're not a slave to like that time, which I think is a pro overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oftentimes, I just because of my work schedule and everything, I have a hard time often finding a time to even see a movie at all because I can't see it in the afternoon most of the time. Most of the time, I'm going to have to go to a late show, and by then I'm pretty tired. So if I go to see the 10.30 p.m. Dude, showing... Dude, that sucks. Too. I'm sorry, but when I was a teenager, it was totally... I, I did not care about seeing like a midnight release movie. Sure, back but, then, yeah. But now it's like 10.30? I'm not going to be out of that theater until, like, after mitten. Fuck that. How's it feel to be uh, 102, Paps? Shoot me! Make a wish, Grandpa. I wish I were dead. <laughs> That's our silly Grandpa. And you have to do research. Like, okay, how long is the movie? All right, well, it's, uh, it's it says it's 100 minutes. Well, I figure add another 15, 20 minutes in there for advertisements and trailers and all this other bullshit. And Maria Menounos telling me about the great new AMC coming out. <laughs> Or a- AMC show coming out. I like how she like she's like plugging her YouTube channel too, and that shit. <laughs> yeah, she's always plugging her social media. Like, follow me on Instagram. I'm like, uh, who the fuck is this I'm, bitch? I'm like, lady, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not into you. No, 
I don't want to see more of you. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Maria. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and often these movies are really fucking long. Have you noticed that in the last, like, several years or so, like, every major movie is, like, two, two and a half hours long? The the nice, tight, 80, 90-minute film is becoming nobody has that. Nobody has that finesse anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody has that finesse with their films. They don't. They because films were shorter back then because they kept the plot and everything super simple. And now it's like a Marvel movie. First of all, a superhero fucking bullshit kids movie Marvel movie should not be two hours and forty five minutes. That is that is ridiculous. The only reason why it's like that is because well we have to get all the the right references in there. We have to reference all. They have to build up the lore for the next one and stuff. So they're acting like every single fucking Thor movie is a piece of the Silmarillion. Well, especially for the Avengers movies because they have to. There's like fifty characters. We're building a universe. Yeah. Fucking, it's a gay ass universe. I'm sorry, it sucks. <laughs> Your universe is a bunch of men in tights. It's bullshit. I hate it. So one of the movies I'm looking forward to that's coming out uh, next year is the new Dune movie. Yes. And that movie, yes. that movie's looking like, I haven't really looked up the length of it, but I'm imagining probably close to three hours. I told myself that I'm no longer going to just, I'm trying to get myself off the hype train for things, you know, because everything that has a hype train always sucks. Um, but I can't help it. I'm hyped for this. And the I'm book- hyped for Dune. I've yeah. been. I start. I'm reading the books right now. I got them on audiobook. I've been reading. I've been. I, I like that too. Uh, I like how you can um, you can listen to a book on audiobook and then you can tell people that you read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a cheat code to be like, yes, oh yes, yes, I've read several books. You know, it's like you just kind of have it going on on your audible in the background. It's not reading. Yeah, and I imagine this movie is going to be. God, at least three hours long. It's because the book itself is about as thick as the stack of comic books holding up your microphone there. Right. Um, yeah, it's a it's a doozy. Um, so it's nice to the be audio able to, book is like twenty five hours yeah. long or something. So it's nice to be able to be reassured that hey, if I need to get up and take a piss, um, I can pause the movie. Oh, I'm so excited! And I can for just that. do that because you get to watch it in your own home. Okay, you could smoke your own weed. You can fucking uh, have your drink, whatever drinks, food you want. It's your house, baby. It's mm-hmm. your fucking house. It's your shit. You can do whatever you want. You can watch the movie completely nude. Yeah, who nobody cares? can stop you. Okay, I'm just saying. With the streaming comes a certain level of freedom. It sucks going to the theater and you can't fucking vape in there, which is unconstitutional as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, man. It's Look, it's just, it's just water, dude. Yeah, it's just water. Sh- shut up. Like, fucking, like, I'm not smoking a, a, a child's leg long cigar in the middle of the theater, okay? It's not like fucking 1930s in the back of a limo filled up with fucking cigar smoke. All right? It's, it's, a, it's, it's water. Get over yourself, lady coughing over there. Yeah, so Whatever. look, if you want to sit in your living room naked watching the new Tom and Jerry movie, which yeah, is what fun. most of the demographic of this film will be doing. <laughs> I yeah. imagine a lot of t- tidy whities a lot of stained tidy whities um, spread out in front of this film. I know the kind. I know what the kinds of people are like who get into these old timey cartoons. Well, also I know the kind of people who uh, get into uh, Chloe, Chloe Moretz. Yeah, uh, being in in those films as well. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jordan's all shifty eyed. <laughs> I had a clomo phase. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> She's too old now, right? How old is she? I don't know. <laughs> she's like normal age. She's like thirty, right? Yeah, she's like thirty-eight, I think. Somewhere anyway, uh, let's just uh, what's, uh, <laughs> what's another uh, con, Everett? Uh, I, I I have one. Uh, uh, one thing about the movies all being released immediately to streaming is it's going to really increase a lot of the piracy going on. Oh, yeah, you can fuck, uh, like, getting an HBO Max subscription. It's going to be on Pirate Bay, like, the same day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's like how it is with TV shows. As soon yeah. as the episode finishes... As soon as airing, Game of Thrones is done, you can just download it immediately. So, for people who are into piracy, it's like, oh, this is awesome. Now we don't have to deal with the... St- those shitty uh, cam rips. No, that we've all because you, you know, used to have to wait for it to like come out on Blu-ray or something in order to in order to download it. I guess one of the one of the things I'm gonna miss about theaters though, and I I personally really like just the the experience. And I was just thinking like, man, it it just kind of sucks having to be home all the time. And it's nice to just at least get out of the house. And just go see something fun and visually and exciting. And as as great as uh, our home setups have been getting, yeah, or at least yeah, it's really good. Yeah, they become nobody a, should be complaining about anything. They're more and more <laughs> affordable. People, you can get a big ass TV for just like a couple hundred bucks now. You can get a good sound system for yeah, for not that expensive. Um. But the thing is, it's still, for me at least, it's not quite there. And no, I'm not saying that. Yeah, the the theater for, experience is still gonna beat out your home system for sure. Yeah, no matter how good your home setup is, I think about some of the movies coming out within the next year, like The Matrix Four and Dune, and I'm just thinking, man, it'd be nice to actually see this in a theater. But you know, at the same time, for like. 80 90 percent of the other releases i'll feel just fine watching it at there's home. gonna well i mean i think that there's gonna be a trade-off mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're just you're not we're not gonna transfer over to this without losing something you know and honestly with the whole quarantine stuff and everything like like if you if you remember that imagine song cover came out six days into quarantine mm-hmm. six days that's how long it took. Now we're on day, what, like 900 or something? People lost their minds after like six days. It's fucking pathetic. Did you watch that video with the... Uh... Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I, I did see that. I think everybody saw that. I watched it because I like Gal Gadot and uh, I like Amy Adams a lot. Is it Gal Gadot but or Gal Gadot? I think it's Gal Gadot. <laughs> Everybody says Gal Gadot, but I think... (laughs) You don't agree with Silent T's? I've just heard... God damn it. I don't even know. Is this your official stance that you do not agree with Silent Letters? No, 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 no. Okay. I just just think that's how... All right, did you hear that? Okay, okay, good. (laughs) But I just was like, yeah, I watched that video because I'm like, oh, I like these people. I wish they were on screen for more of it. Who are these other people? <laughs> well, I'm just saying those people, those people fucking, uh, you know, did one of the worst things humanity has ever done. 
after six days of just like having to hang out at home. It's just, come on, guys. All right, people, just come on. Like, it's fine. Like, you don't have to get out of the house. I understand. You're fine. Just hang out. They didn't have any of this shit. They didn't have iPads or fucking home theaters during the Spanish flu. All right? They were just sitting in the room just waiting to die. Hey, rich people, you know what you could do that would actually help? Give us some money. (laughs) Give the people who need help money. Donate it. Pull... Get some like pull something together where um, Jordan's you can shouting at a brick wall again. Donate to some kind of relief fund. That wall's not going to talk back to you, Jordan. It's not going to happen. It's, it's just going to just going to still be a wall. Look, I'm friends. I'm Twitter friends with Brie Larson. Okay, and I I say this because she liked something I posted on Twitter once. Oh, that means that she likes you. Yeah. If she liked one of your posts, that means that you guys are, like, friends now. Yeah, like, if we met in person, I feel like we'd vibe. <laughs> I actually looked her up. <laughs> Just, I do this stupid thing. You're like, oh, who is this Brie Larson? Oh, she's some kind of, oh, she's in theater, I guess? I don't know. I do this stupid thing where I look up actresses I like, or am attracted to, at least, and I see if they're in, like, a relationship or not. Oh, because if, if they're, they're not, you're like, I got a shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I looked up Scarlett Johansson the other day. Yeah, and she's I was single? Just, and I was just like, I, th- I think she got, like, divorced, like, a year or so ago. Oh, you, like, got a sh- you got a small window. You can swoop <sighs> in there. So I could be like, oh, she's single. All right. All right. Now I just got to figure out how to now I just, talk to her. Now I just wait. But now I just play the waiting game. <laughs> She'll eventually notice me. One of the uh, cons, though, for example... Specifically because this is all about HBO Max taking over Warner Brothers' string of movies this uh, for 2021 and releasing them on streaming the same day as they're coming out in theaters. I mean, this is everybody's kind of talking about this right now. But it's interesting because HBO's app, and we're going to, we're, this whole podcast has been, you know, crying about first world problems. We get it. Uh, but, and this, it's about, I'm just saying it's about to get worse. Well, we live in the first world. It's I'm just saying know. it's about to get worse. I'm about to mm-hmm. c- cry about something that's even more first world than the shit that we've been talking about before. But, you know, it is what it is. This is our lives. If you're listening to this, this is your life. Okay. This is not broadcasting through some kind of fucking hollowed out 20 year old Coca-Cola can in the middle of the Sudan. All right. This is coming out of an I- a fucking iPhone. All right. You, if you got that, you're fine. <laughs> go off tyler durden okay <laughs> so the hbo max app is utter putrid liquid horse diarrhea it doesn't work very well at all it sucks it's like the cyberpunk of apps it works well on my desktop that's the only thing it works on is it works on your computer if you have a playstation 4 or a console or any other thing that has apps it doesn't fucking work <laughs> and that's a that sucks it's I don't understand why it's like Netflix kind of figured out the whole UI thing where they're like, yeah, you know, it's a lot of stuff on screen at once, but at least everything flows nicely and you can exit out of things. And if you start a movie and you don't like it, you can close it and start a different one if you want to. With HBO, you start something, you try to exit out, the whole thing just fucking crashes. Nothing loads. It's just like a huge mess. And I don't understand why some sites or or some services the uis are okay they work fine other ones they don't it's like 
Well, Netflix has had a lot of time to do trial and error. It's and HBO, though. How much money are they throwing at this? They, got all, they have a check that just says all of the money. Yeah, I'm just going to give them a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of lenience because HBO Max is a new app. It launched and this is like a their like, third this year. app or something like that, like their third one. That was one of the things I was confused about, too, because for a long time with my subscription, I was using HBO Go. And then there was also HBO Now and now HBO Max. It's one of those things where I wasn't sure even what the new app was. I thought, oh, are they just renaming HBO Go? They're just doing a rebranding kind I of thought thing. It, yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, this is just like, it's like Pepsi Max. Yeah, or the Wii U. Yeah. Wait, actually, no, the Wii U is supposed to be a new thing too. The Wii U And nobody was, knew what it was. Nobody the Wii U one. was better, even though it wasn't. It was a good system. I owned one. Nobody, man, what probably one of the most forgotten about vi- systems of all time. Ever since probably like the Jaguar. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because most of the games that were on it have all been ported over to the Switch. They're like, so that was Nintendo. They, they got a redo. That's actually been most of Nintendo's uh, releases for the Switch. Just ported over shit from the Wii U. Just that nobody games bought. from <laughs> six, seven, eight years ago. <laughs> oh, you didn't play Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze? Well, uh, uh, oh, it, we got a new Donkey Kong Country game for the Switch. It's not really new, but eh, you haven't played it. But the graphics haven't changed in 25 years. <laughs> and you play it, and you're like, this looks almost current gen, <laughs> kind of. When you play it on handheld mode, it looks, well, it looks all right. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It'll do. <laughs> it's Donkey Kong. But yeah, the the... With the UI, with the uh, HBO Max, yeah, they definitely have a way to go with that. But I figure as more and more people start using that service, they'll get on it. It's not quite bad to the level of, like, Amazon Prime Yeah, UI, because that one's pretty bad. <laughs> at least that one works better. Because technically, the Amazon Prime one, at least it works a bit more. Uh, it doesn't just crash randomly, because... I, I just been I looked up online to see if anybody else was having these issues and there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of people saying like why what is wrong with this? So hopefully with the new Warner Brothers deal and the HBO Max thing, hopefully they just kind of put a patch out or they fix it or something like that because I really want that to work. I think the HBO Max, as far as all the other services go, they kind of have some of the best stuff in my opinion. Yeah, about but, that. I was thinking. Let's talk a little bit. I have a list here. Oh yeah, he's got the list. You hear it? Of our of our Warner Brothers 2021 releases to look forward to. Oh boy. And I wasn't talking about this stuff, Jordan. I was talking about like Sopranos and shit. Oh sure, Mad <laughs> TV. Just it, here's the thing. You, you, the Wire. If you really want it? You could just watch The Sopranos and The Wire over and over again, and that should be the only TV you really watch for the rest of your life. I would actually be fine paying like fifteen dollars a month. If all I got to do is watch reruns of The Sopranos and like Band of Brothers, <laughs> I, that's pretty much what I use HBO Max Pacific. for. So I guess like what else do you need? What I'm doing, yeah, it's it's yeah. You just watch, you just watch uh, Captain Winters and Tony Soprano and fucking that's all that's all the friends you need. You yeah. just you just need or the Wire. With you just need Monk Mc, and McNulty. You just and need Omar Monk, McNulty, Omar, Captain Winters, Tony Soprano fucking christopher 
Those are your those are your boys. Those are your guys you hang out with, you know? Right. I'm just saying, like, hey, a lot of the best TV shows that have ever been made have been made. They're yeah, they're done. Just oh, watch yeah. those. They're, they're all done. Yeah. If, why like, why bother watching I'm sorry, but you can take new. you can take the boys and go fuck yourself. I don't even care. I like the boys. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. It's about superheroes. Fuck that. But I won't say you have to watch it. No. I imagine what you think about the show already, having not seen it, and you're right. <laughs> Just, I don't. <laughs> but looking at this list of uh, Warner 2020 room releases that are all going to be on HBO Max, uh, mostly at the same time, give or take, we got... The Little Things, which is this new Denzel uh, serial killer Jared Leto. hunting cop drama. And I the trailer actually came out for it yesterday. And what's awesome about it is like Jared Leto isn't even in the trailer at all. He I saw him in like a still of the film and I was like, great, Jared Leto. He's doing. Oh, he's playing a guy who's kind of strung out. No, oh, OK, that's yeah, that's what he does. Jared Leto only plays guys that are like on cocaine or some kind of vagrant. He's trying to be Jake Gyllenhaal really bad, but he's not doing a good job at it. He's good at what he does. I think we only need one Jake Gyllenhaal. We only got room for one, and I love me some Jakey Jill. It's fine. Jake Gyllenhaal's been crushing it this last decade here. He so. has made some of my favorite movies, like Zodiac. Get get out of here. Movie's yeah, amazing. Night, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was so fucking good. Rules fucking crushes it's awesome uh jake gyllenhaal has been crushing it jared leto's never gonna catch up i'm sorry dude you should have just kept making emo music i might still watch the movie because i like denzel okay i like me some denzel all right okay okay that's okay shots of him just kind of making that denzel face looking out his cop car with the shades on i'm just like all right yeah all right american gangster yeah oh. american gangster what a film uh, yeah. So, oh man, that, that is by far my favorite Denzel film. Absolutely. So, that one looks all right. Um, we got Tom and Jerry. We mentioned this already. Good God! Fucking. Can I just bullshit. say for a quick minute, I want a mini hack, hacksaw minisode, the sixty-second minisode on Michael Pena. Oh yeah, that's Fuck right. The, He's in there. Jesus Christ! That dude just like I, I understand. There's like there's there's your art actors, your actors that are really trying to like go for something like Heath Ledger did, like he was really like all about his art. And then there's like your working man actors. There's your actors that just kind of show up. They do whatever it is you want them to do to get paid. And they don't really have to try and they keep getting parts. I just feel like it sucks because there are probably some actors out there that are just not making it, but are 90 million times more talented than this fucking piece of shit. And this guy just keeps getting these, like, fucking movies. He just keeps getting work. And I'm just... Man, he hasn't shown up for a role in, like, 25 years. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, he, <laughs> he just keeps appearing and just bullshit. And, uh, like, he was in, like, that Dora the Explorer movie that came out last year. Like, he's worse, he's, he's uh, worse than, than, like, uh, fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin's acting career. You know? At least he did some badass stuff. You know, like what? Well, he did that. What was that one movie where he was on an island? Oh, it was like a battle royale. It was a battle thing. royale thing, and oh, he was out yeah. there. What was and that? he just kind of like would lazily climb down trees and snap people's necks. 
because you just look tired. I think it was called uh, not the Expendables. No, that's a whole different no, thing. That's uh, a, no, that's a whole different thing. God damn it. It doesn't matter. No, it was called Stone Cold Island, I think. Stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that was it. Stone Cold Island Fire. Yeah, so Tom and Jerry, whatever. It looks, they're doing the live action animation mashup thing kind of like roger rabbit except it has none of the heart or talent behind it or the charm anything and also the animation like for the the roger rabbit a blending of 2d like hanna-barbera animation with actual live action it worked because they really tried hard to blend the entire scene the entire scene like was playing each other it was playing off each other like the live action was playing off the animation the animation was playing off the live action it sort of was a symbiotic relationship and it worked and it was it's that's why it's a classic but this one is just shitty cg made to look like it's 2d but it's obviously cg just kind of superimposed really lazily onto the screen to the point where and you you can fully notice it in every single every single scene the animation is not interacting with the world around it like it did in Roger Rabbit. It just looks really phoned in. It looks so bad. <laughs> and then this is just a nostalgia tugging on somebody's nostalgia strings to get them in there. It's a manipulation tactic. They're trying to steal. It's literally some people trying to steal your money through your kids. <laughs> Pretty much. And I just can't really think of kids being interested in watching this. Who fucking kid watches Tom and Jerry? It's been like... 80 years since that show started there's not we've had better cartoons come out since tom and jerry i'm sorry yeah for sure looney tunes are not and tom that shit's not the end all be all like all those are the best cartoons ever made no they weren't they're like just the first ones (laughs) yeah there's just a lot of them the first people to play football sucked at football they're really bad at it the first you know the Mm. original green bay packers that won super bowl one would go owen 16 in the current nfl league I'm sorry. They would not fucking win a game. They'd be in there with their big old fucking ham bellies just getting annihilated. Okay? <laughs> New is better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we got some other ones. We got that, like, Sopranos prequel movie coming out, which I'm kind of interested in. There's not really anything for it yet, um, so we'll see. I always like the episodes of Sopranos where it would talk about Tony as a kid. And so I'm kind of interested in, in seeing that world kind of fleshed out or at least a world that's adjacent to that world uh, or had an impact on the whole storyline of the Sopranos. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, we don't really know anything about this film. It's, it's really under wraps right now. So when we find out more, we'll talk about it, but it's, um, it's something I'm definitely looking forward to. I like the idea of it. It's been long enough. Yeah, and to where I'd like to get like. And some I figure kind of the original rejection. creator, director, uh, David Chase is behind it, so I feel like okay, like he wanted to do this, so I figure all right, should be worth seeing. Um, Godzilla versus yeah. Kong is coming out, and I really hope that it's going to be similar to the last Godzilla King of the Monsters that came out, because. That movie was fun. I'm sorry. I had a good time. The acting was some of the worst I've ever seen in my entire life. The script was written by a two-year-old with scoliosis. It's really bad. But the action and the the key visuals and set pieces and all kind of stuff, that's what was great. 
Godzilla vs. Kong is going to be something that I wish I probably could see in the theater, but I'm going to have just as much fun of sitting at home, smoking a bowl, fucking having a good-ass time watching some monster fights. You know, I'm pretty much feeling the same way. Like, of course, of course, it'd be better seeing it at, like, the Cinnabar. You can get a giant beer, get some greasy food, just plop yourself down and just enjoy this silly experience. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I watch it at home. I'll enjoy it. You know, I figure we can just watch it. It'll be fun. Yeah, have a great time. And I feel the same way about Dune. Um, unfortunately, the rest of the movies are just kind of like, whatever. Like, I'm actually really excited. <laughs> like you mentioned earlier in the show, like being able to take a break and stuff. Dune is going to be something that I'm going to definitely gonna be fine with pausing and taking a break. And, you know, it's just... That's going to be great. <laughs> One thing I was actually thinking about, too, that we haven't mentioned too, uh, haven't mentioned yet is that, well, when you go to see a movie in theaters, out of courtesy for the other people in the auditorium, you don't want to talk to each other. You don't want to be loud. You don't want to, you don't want to uh, yeah, I'm also disturb not going to miss else. people eating during the theater, too, ruffling their fucking packages and shit. Like, that's, that stuff used to make me want to just die. I hated that stuff. Because that was one thing I was thinking about, too, was you go to a theater. It's not just all the other planning and stuff. You have to also have to think about, <sighs> I hope the people I'm sitting with in this auditorium aren't annoying as hell and just, just ruining it for me. Like, yeah. remember when we saw The Lighthouse for the first time? <laughs> Oh, and there were those. I almost forgot. <laughs> there were those two people next to us who were just laughing. And oh just hell no! Nah. At everything. Oh hell no! Nah. No, don't don't do that. <laughs> and just and the boyfriend was just like, oh Jesus! Like the, I was trying to enjoy <laughs> the movie because I really, really, really liked it. Yeah. But the at the same time, I was like, please, people next to me, don't don't fuck up this scene for me. Yeah. Please don't fuck this part up, because this part's really good. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's going off. He's having, he's doing his full-on sea shanty monologue, and you just hear like something like, "Oh no, he did it!" <laughs> we actually did see that movie a second time, yeah, just to watch it properly, and it's just kind of a nice feeling to know, oh yeah, we can just watch it at home. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that, and yeah. we can talk to each other too. Yeah, because we, we that's what we like to do, but we, we like to talk to each other during movies, but we don't want to do that during in like a public setting where it would bother other people because we're, we're courteous and, and we are respectful. At least mm -hmm. I like to think so. And, you know, other people are not so much. And, and that's just a, it's just a gamble every time you go to the theater. You don't know who's coming in there with you. <laughs> so you got to... <laughs> so that's, that's, it, nah, that's just that's just aspect that sucks and pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, definitely. The rest of the movies, ah, who fucking cares? Space uh, Jam sequel, Suicide Squad. Uh, Suicide again. Squad, I guess, yeah. I've, oh, shit. That's the thing now these days with movies is that, like, if it sucks, we can wait a year and just do it again. Yeah. And nobody will notice. It's like, oh, we could, whatever shitty movie we put out, we can just fucking be like, oh, it bombed? Well, we got an extra life here. They just <laughs> let's, really want to keep making that Margot Robbie performance as Harley Quinn. It's like we really stick. think we really think that this can be a thing. It's like first Suicide Squad bombed, Birds of Prey mm -hmm. bombed. bombed. Didn't bomb quite as hard, but not as hard. Still. Well, because it's like they're using our entire, they're using everybody in the world as like one big focus group. 
mm-hmm. like one massive focus group to where it's like, oh, people really responded to Margot Robbie and Suicide Squad. They didn't like the icky Jared Leto, but they really responded to her. And because she's hot. Because she's got boobies and she's got an ass and she's shaking it around all the place. And you know, people seem to like that a whole lot. So let's make a whole movie of that. And that did a little bit better. All right, mm-hmm. fuck it. That's good enough for us. Let's pump another hundred million to this. <laughs> Somebody will like it. <sighs> it's just kind of a shame because I personally really like Margot Robbie. Just I think as she's an actress, great. Oh, I think I she's fantastic. She could yeah. Do something else with her time. Yeah. It's just, uh, it sucks. I really wish um, that they would stop. I mean, I'm getting into like some, you know, treacherous territory here, but I really think that they should start writing female characters a little bit better. Mm. I just feel like all they do is they write, and they do this for male characters too, but I just feel like it's so cut and dry all the time. It's like you got four templates for a female lead. And I just feel like they should really work on that and flesh that out to make that more, like, have more depth to it. Because mm. it's either you have lady who wears leather and beats everybody up who is completely disproportionately stronger than her, or you have Margot Robbie's character where it's like she still beats everybody up, but she's kind of, like, slutty about it. <laughs> and then you have um, super smart hacker lady, and then you have, like, weird fucking... Uh, like contortionist gymnast lady. It's just like uh, females in action movies. I guess is what I'm talking about. Is just females in action movies. Like, I wish there was more to it than that. I feel like they're not getting good enough. I feel like they're just not getting written well enough. You know, they're not getting the parts that are like super. There are some out there that you could say that are uh, a little more interesting, but I just feel like they're not getting what they really deserve. You know. I feel like a lot of the better female character writing, at least in American productions, has been through TV shows. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they take, they can actually, that's the thing, is that TV shows are far superior storytelling mechanisms to movies. Because, well, for instance, I started watching uh, uh, that recent Netflix show, The Queen's Gambit. It has the the girl from The Witches in it. The girl that plays, uh, who's like uh, ace at chess, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a couple episodes in, but... It's it's really good. I, and, I've been meaning to check that out, actually. And it's definitely worth watching. It, it'll definitely make you want to play chess. I know. <laughs> I actually like saw a little bit of that. I caught myself watching like chess videos on YouTube, and I was like, I don't even... I know how to play chess, but I just know how the pieces move, and that's it. I don't know what... I don't, I don't even know what they're talking about at all. But it gets you to think about strategy. Right. It gets you to think about reading your opponent and what moves they're about to make and all that. Um, I just, I just think yeah. it's cool to see like kids owning people at games like that. Yeah, it's always fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, the Conjuring. I really. Uh, they're making. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're making another fucking Conjuring movie. How many of those have those have there been? Like. Well, they're all based three? off of uh, the case files of the of the Warrens. The Warrens were uh, paranormal investigators who uh, popularized a lot of the major ghost stories that, you know, you hear in movies these days. Uh, anytime you see, like, the Amityville horror movie, like, for example, that was a Warren thing. Amity. Alexandre. Alexandre. Yes. 
they were uh, 100% proven to be frauds. 100% they were con artists that went around, and anytime there was a haunting they or, or, or stories about a ghost story, they would uh, swoop in there, get people to, start to pay them a bunch of money to investigate it, and then get the fuck out. They were 100%, they were criminals. They preyed on people. They, they manipulated people into uh, giving them money, all sorts of stuff. All these, I love how uh, now we're just making movies about their so-called case files and kind of glorifying them in a way without talking about the fact that they were ardent, ardent criminals. To me, that would be a more interesting movie. Make a movie about these paranormal investigators who are total frauds and grifters who cheated people out of their out of their money. Yeah, and- people that may be a little more superstitious or might be more susceptible to like being scared by stuff like that preyed on people's trauma and grief yeah, yeah it's like it's the same it, like the warrens are no different than the, those fucking grifters who work in those like funeral homes that try to upsell these like ten thousand dollar caskets to people when they're just like oh he would have wanted this it's like your dad just died and you're all fucking sad like you might say yes to something like that you know <laughs> and that's super fucked up but anyways, but yeah, that's uh, but anyways, a, that's you can go all. watch the new Conjuring movie based on a true story from the Warren's case files if you want. That sounds great. Space Jam is coming out, or not? <laughs> well, we'll see. It's got uh, what's his name? Uh, LeBron James. Le- LeBron. LeBron James. James. Yeah. <laughs> I actually rewatched actually, uh, Space yeah. Jam somewhat recently. Why? Because there was a commentary track for it released was by it, some people i like and was it michael jordan and bugs bunny doing commentary no it was just like you know like <laughs> these youtube people and they just released oh, a okay. commentary right, track yeah, on yeah, it yeah. okay so it's, it was a comedy thing okay it was yeah. like a you know like a podcast yeah 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 they okay. do movies and yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. Oh, i'll watch this again because it'll be funny yeah that movie's still horrible i don't care about your anyone's nostalgia for it 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 sucks no we need to be as like we need to be nostalgia Nazis. Everybody needs to become a nostalgia Nazi and put everybody's nostalgia into a camp. I will say the soundtrack for Space Jam, though. The still, new one? No. Or the, the old one? The original. With the Tri-City... The, the Quad City quad, DJs. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was I undersold them. Not Tri. Quad City DJs. Yeah. It's still, it's still a banger. And <laughs> features various artists who actually... I am indeed ready for this. ...made their best work for that movie (laughs) um but i don't care about the new one look space jam is a it's a it's a one-time experience i don't need more no that was a one-off i guess to kind of sum this up it's sort of like all right movie theaters are going away there's definitely some pros and cons to that and what i'm thinking about is well the overall quality of movies coming out from now on and from the gist of it looks about the same oh yeah no it's all nowadays it's just gonna be one or two good movies a year what i'm looking forward to is having easier access to well you know i like my artsy fartsy foreign movies yeah so i like (laughs) i subscribe to the criterion channel oh yeah i have a criterion channel fucking t-shirt look at him flex that i wear proudly look at him just oh man Katie, the, 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 the rim of those glasses just get thicker every day. You know, so if I want to watch Black Narcissus or High and Low or Seven <laughs> Samurai or whatever, I can just do whatever I want. Right. And 
it's great. And you know what? Look, that's another streaming service. If that's something you're interested in, I feel like with the diversity of streaming services out there, whatever kind of niche you're into, yeah, there's something for you. You don't need all of them. If you're into, just pick one or two. If you're into documentaries, there's a whole streaming service for that. If you're into horror yeah, movies, Curiosity Stream. Yeah, yeah. And for horror yeah, movies, Curiosity Stream. Yeah. You should sponsor the Hacksaw Podcast. <laughs> hey, you know, Curiosity Stream, that is a great, great service. Man, would we love to do advertising for Curiosity Stream. And look, if you're into horror, there's another service called Shudder. Shudder, absolutely. We would love to promote Shudder on the Hacksaw Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We'll plug you whenever you want. Hey, man, that new Creep Show show is great. Yeah. check Definitely well, check it out. Just, just write down what you want us to say, and we'll say it. So yeah, um, so in summation, uh, I think overall it's fine. It's fine. You know, all this is, it's like, look, you just got to park your kids in front of the TV instead of taking them to the theater. You just, you just got to watch your movies at home. I don't think anybody really cares. Nobody's going to be up in arms. Nobody's going to start a save the theaters GoFundMe. Theaters are going to die with nobody reaching down to grab them and pick them up. Mm-hmm. nobody's gonna care it's it's gonna just all move over you know they tried to keep it it's been dying for a while anyways they tried to revive it with the whole 3d thing how everything was 3d for a little while and uh it's just it's it's coming to an end yeah i remember that the funny thing too speaking of 3d real quick was there's like four or five avatar movies coming out soon Imagine if none of those got were able to be released in theaters. That'd be hilarious. You just have to watch them at home. <laughs> watch them at home and get your own 3D lashes in the meal. You can only watch them on a 3D TV. That would be so funny. I mean, I don't hate James Cameron, but I don't like Avatar, and I don't think that it would be worth anybody dying to go and see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at the end of the day, look, movies are still happening. TV shows are still happening. Yeah, you'll find what you want. Just don't, you don't just fucking let it happen, man. Let the algorithm take you. Let it, let it crawl up inside you. Most of you probably haven't seen a movie in theaters for about a year. And, and you're fine. And you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Let it die. Let it, let it go. Die. Let it go. It's over. That time is over now. Okay, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. And you can move right on with us to our Hacksaw Podcast YouTube channel where we post all of our videos or I mean podcasts that are videos. We make videos We make out videos of out of them. Cool little Jordan does cool little slideshow things with the fucking gifts on there and the memes and it's fucking cool. You gotta check it out. I go all out, man. Because he spends a lot of time on it. <laughs> he spends a lot of time on it and you should check it out. Subscribe to that. If you want to yell at us, if you want to send us your manifesto, if you want to uh, complain about your marriage and and to, to Jordan, he's got some great advice. Uh, hit us up at hacksawpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us all, you know, if you want to know who to pick for your fantasy football team. That shit's almost over, but I'll read it. I'll let you know. Um, don't pick Robbie Anderson. That guy sucks. Um, anything else? We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We'll 
put it on other things. If It'll be everywhere. You won't be able to escape it. It'll be, you'll be scrolling past it every day. It'll be like that one fucking Netflix show that you see. It'd be like that show Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. You like scroll, you know, you scroll past that shit every single fucking day on Netflix, and you're like, man, this thing has like 10 seasons. Jesus. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're never going to watch it, though. It's fine. It's, they're just going to keep making episodes of that show. You'll never see it. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, there's always. Uh, I'm always looking for something to watch, right? All right. Well, until next time. See you next time, guys. Later. Bye bye.